Hi, and welcome to Making Space with Jen Pillipow, a podcast about authenticity and the subconscious personality layers protecting it. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Thank you for being here. And as we continue our exploration around authenticity and safety and what that means. So in the last episode, I realized that I said I was going to get to inner child work and I totally forgot. (laughs) And so I thought it's enough of a topic that we can just spend a podcast episode talking about it. And if you are like me, the way when I first heard about inner child work, I rolled my eyes. It felt very cheesy and very much um, like walking into a 1980s bookstore with a book on inner child work. (laughs) And I, I did have a lot of resistance to it initially, and I have since realized how important it is. And to just start off, I want to start with a quote from a book and then I want to bring this all back around and talk about, you know, why, what does this have to do with authenticity and what does this have to do with safety and personality layers? So I'm going to start off with, um, an excerpt. It's a bit longer than a quote and it's, it's called recovery of your inner child by Lucia (laughs) Capaccione. Sorry if I butchered that. Anyways, the author says, the inner child is a powerful presence. It dwells at the core of our being. Imagine a healthy, happy toddler. Sense its aliveness. With great enthusiasm, it constantly explores the environment. It knows its feelings and expresses them openly. When it is hurt, it cries. When it is angry, it screams. When it is happy, it smiles and laughs from a deep down inside. This child is highly sensitive and instinctual. It knows who to trust and who not to trust. The little child loves to play and discover. Every moment is new and full of wonder. From this playfulness comes inexhaustible well of creativity and aliveness. As time goes on, the child runs head on into the demands of the adult world. The voice of grown-ups, with their own needs and wants, begins to drown out the inner voice of feelings and instincts. In effect, parents and teachers say, don't trust yourself, don't feel your feelings, don't say this, don't express that. Do as we say, we know best. For survival's sake, the growing youngster sends its delightful child spirit underground and locks it away. But that inner child never grows up and never goes away. It remains buried alive, waiting to be set free. The inner child is constantly trying to get our attention, but many of us have forgotten how to listen. When we ignore our true feelings and gut instincts, we are ignoring the inner child. When we fail to nurture our body and soul, we neglect the child within. When we talk ourselves out of childlike needs with the excuse that they are not rational or practical, not the adult things to do, we abandon our inner child. Over time, this may lead to low energy, chronic or serious illness. For us to be fully human, 
the child within must be embraced and expressed. Again, so the name of that book is Recovery of Your Inner Child. And I found it really fascinating throughout my own journey how important it was to bring this perspective in. This is a tool within the RTT modality. We don't use it with every client because, of course, with every client, you can't bring in every single tool in each session. It would just be too much. But there is um, a meeting of the inner child within the subconscious mind that I really enjoy, and I do incorporate that into my program, Making Space. But what I want to talk about in this podcast episode is where this inner child really comes from and how we know we need to heal our inner child. So the best way that I have been presented with the information is if you think about um, a circle with concentric circles around it, and if you think about the very inner circle as being your authentic self, and then a circle that gets created out of that is the inner child. And then a circle that goes around that is the inauthentic self. And then the circle around that is the parts. If that sounds really confusing, <laughs> I do have a visual for you that you can download. I'll, I'll add a link to the show notes. So at the core of our being is our authenticity. It's who we are. It's our likes, our dislikes, our strengths, our gifts, our talents, and when it doesn't feel safe to express those parts of us, then as a child, usually this is when this happens, it creates this bubble around the authentic self for safety. And this is the inner child. It starts to create beliefs and interpretations of the events around them for safety and for attachment. And as the inner child develops for safety, it starts to create personality layers. It starts to recognize what brings love and affection. It starts to recognize that when they do things perfectly, they're rewarded. Or when they say yes to other people or do things that they like, that they're rewarded. And so then this inauthentic self starts to form a bubble around the inner child and we can see how we start to become very layered, like an onion, like peeling an onion. And then from there, there's the parts of us that are created. So maybe there's a part of us that is created for safety around different topics. This could be around food. It could be around relationships. It could be around career. It could be around money. It could be around anything. And this part tends to take over so that it can protect us in moments when nobody else is doing it for us. So how do you know you have an inner child that needs healing? There are a few telltale signs. So of course, people-pleasing and perfectionism is some of, are some of those telltale signs. Other signs are, they can show up in unhealthy habits. Again, overeating, overdrinking, overworking. Anytime that you're doing something that you, it's almost compulsory and it feels like you can't stop. And again, that's the part of us that is coming in to protect us and not understanding because it hasn't been updated, not understanding that what it's doing is actually really harmful. 
Another really interesting one is being a a rebel or a misfit. So feeling more secure when you're actually in conflict with other people. This one goes obviously the opposite way of people pleasing, but it it is a common one worth noting in that that's where some people feel safety. You know, we all feel safety in different ways. And when I was doing weight loss coaching, I remember working with clients that overate and that's what made them feel safe. And then working with clients that underate because that's what made them feel safe. And of course, connected to worthiness. So we all have different ways in which we find safety and some of them are useful and some of them are healthy and some of them are not. And that's why I really like to talk a lot about self-awareness. And if you were a listener to my Brain Boss podcast, you'll still be able to find that on iTunes and specifically season three, which talks all about self-awareness. But as we're able to really connect in with the body and the emotions every day as a practice and recognize that your emotions are valid and valuable even if other people disagree or misunderstand these are all important tools to help you build this healthy relationship to safety and cultivating your own sense of safety so that this part of you doesn't have to bring about safety in a different external and maybe harmful way that maybe used to work when it first started doing it. And if we think about how we go about repairing the relationship with the inner child and how we reparent, a lot of it, if you're a parent yourself, you'll recognize is how you would parent your own children, right? And if you don't have children, then you think about who would you want? Who do you think would be a great parent to you? And what would they do? What are their characteristics? What would they bring to you? How would they cultivate safety? How would they respond to your authenticity, to your big emotions, to your thoughts and dreams, desires? And when we're thinking about, you know, the symptoms that show us that our inner child needs healing and and how we think about repairing that is meeting those needs. And so one thing that you can do for yourself every single day is just continually ask yourself, what do I need right now? What is it that I need right now? And then creating some healthy boundaries because just with kids, we can't give them everything they want all the time. We can't let them eat candy all day long and stay up till midnight every night and expect them to be like highly functioning children. (laughs) We need to have some boundaries and it's the same thing with us. And so this was a really important part of my healing journey with food actually is tapping into this inner child and creating some healthy boundaries and letting them know that I'm the one in charge and I, and I know what's best and I know how to really help and care for you instead of relying on external things to feel better. And a big one for me, and maybe you'll resonate with this, is um, validating my own feelings and emotions and realizing sometimes that I don't want to do something just because I have a feeling that I don't want to do it is enough of a reason. In the past, I would have really doubted that and questioned it and then just done whatever the other person wanted me to do because I didn't have a good enough reason. Just like my getting married in my early 20s, that example I shared in an earlier episode. You know, everything was great with that relationship. I loved the person. Why wouldn't I want to marry them? 
just because I didn't want to and I wasn't ready to. And I we ended up getting divorced less than a year later because I finally hit a wall with it. And because I didn't listen to myself, what ended up happening was a, a big explosion when it could have just been a lot smaller and a lot gentler. But anyways, getting back to your inner child, I think this work is so important. It's so important to recognize all these different parts of yourself, the parts of you that sabotage your inner child that needs healing, that needs structure, that needs encouragement, acknowledgement, that needs to know that being authentic is safe. And we start to build all this type of inner safety along with self-awareness and connecting with our physical bodies, our emotions, and we will need to rely less on external things that we've used in the past that are now bringing us harm. Some other signs that your inner child needs reparenting is you might feel guilty standing up for yourself. You might feel not good enough. You might feel driven to be um, a type A personality, like a super achiever. You might constantly criticize yourself. You might be very rigid you may have trouble starting or finishing things. You have a hard time trusting other people, trusting yourself. You might feel more responsible for others than you feel for yourself. And remember, we covered a lot of these things in the perfectionism and the people-pleasing episodes. And so I think it's important just to recognize that this inner child lives within all of us. Unless we somehow had the perfect childhood and the perfect parents that really supported and acknowledged every single <laughs> authentic thing about us. And it's not impossible, but it's rare. And so we have this part of us that just needs some healing. And so within my program, Making Space, there is a big, that is a big part of the work that we do. We do the hypnotherapy and subconscious work around meeting the inner child establishing that relationship and repairing it. So we do the, the subconscious work, which is the 90% of it, and then we also do the conscious work around it and bringing it to all together for you. So if you are interested in getting just some more information about that program and how it works, you can apply to get more information at the link provided in this podcast episode. So I think I'll leave it here for today. Um, I really found inner child work to be be, it really rounded out all the work I had already done in my subconscious, on my emotions, my physical body, my nervous system. It felt like the inner child piece was a really important part that needed integrating. And if you are unsure about inner child work, I'd love to hear what you're unsure about, you can feel free to send me a message. I respond to all my messages personally. You can do it through email at info at You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at jenpillipow. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Is this something that you're already doing actively? Is this really new to you and kind of cheesy? <laughs> Is this something that you've maybe heard about and been wanting to do? I'd love to hear all your feedback. This was actually, I recently did a workshop on emotional eating and inner child work was a big part of it. And I found 
the initial reaction to it was mixed. Some people had been doing some reparenting work actively. Some people had heard of it and were interested and other people were like, that's so cheesy. And then they realized how powerful it was. And you might be thinking why the inner child gets created. And I hinted at it at the beginning where we are born with the core of our authentic being. And when we realize that that's not safe, we create this bubble around us, the inner child. And this can come from so many different reasons. Again, it could come from a big traumatic one-time event, or it can come from simply not being seen or heard, not having your emotions validated and starting to believe that your emotions, your feelings don't matter, or being told you shouldn't feel a certain way when you feel a certain way really makes you mistrust yourself and your emotions and most likely because of that you had parents that didn't know how to manage their own emotions because they were never taught or maybe the people that you lived with focused so much on presentation and how things looked and things had to appear perfect even if they weren't perfect all of these things are ways where we start to learn as a small child, oh, this is how we operate in the world. This is how we have to be. This is how we have to show up. And then we'll be accepted because the whole thing is, is that we want to be accepted. That's how we will survive, which means authenticity isn't a part of the picture. So, oh, we hide that, right? So if you're here with me right now and you're done hiding, I'm so happy that you found this. I want you to go out and make some space for yourself. And it's making space is deliberate. I don't say, let's go take up space. Because the space is within you. As you start to reparent that inner child, as you start to upgrade the parts of you that are trying to keep you safe, and they're no longer needed to the same capacity, you're making space in your body, in your mind, in your subconscious. And what are you going to fill that space with? You, your strengths, your talents, your gifts, your voice. There's nobody in the world that has your gifts, your talents, your strengths, your voice, your perspective. And if you don't share it with us, it will be lost forever. There's only one of you, and you are perfection with all the imperfection. You are worthy just as you are. You are worthy because of your imperfections, because of your perfections. Every bit about you, because you are here, because you exist, that means you're worthy. So go out and make some space for yourself. This podcast is recorded in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional land of the Cree people and the homeland of the Métis Nation. If you're not sure whose land you're on, I invite you to get curious by visiting native-land.ca. The podcast music provided is called An Exciting Future by Elliot Middleton. Now go and make some space for yourself.